Hello, and welcome to the Royal Hour Podcast, hosted by the one and only Prince Onyx. Join me on a daily to weekly basis with the Royal Court and I as we delve deep into a wide range of topics. From entertainment to politics, both professional and streetwise, to personal stories of things that we've experienced. From dating troubles to family drama and (laughs) even our own tea that'll get spilled. All from a Chicago perspective that at times can be viewed as worldly. You can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and more. This is a show that you don't want to miss. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome back. This is the Royal Hour Podcast with your good guy, Prince Onyx, and I am back. Anyway, (laughs) I am back. And I just want to say thank you to those of you all who tuned into the pilot episode. Again, those of you all who know me and, you know, know me personally know that I was so nervous and, oh, excuse me, apprehensious and very tense and angst about, well, I had such angst rather about it just because, you know, sharing my thoughts, views and opinions, you know, outside of my friend circle has always worried me in a way, which is crazy because and I still do have a YouTube channel because I was literally about to say back when I did YouTube, uh, but I still have a YouTube channel. It's just that with that, um, what happened is that my laptop is very is a few years old and it's gotten to the point where now I can't even edit my videos properly and correctly. So for anybody who has been subscribed to the Prince Onyx channel, that's what's been going on. So it's not that I don't love y'all to my subscribers. You know, it's like, girl, look, I'm dealing with real life problems and being an adult, you know, putting my needs before my wants, you know what I'm saying? So as much as I would love to give me a new laptop and be cranking out videos, you know, hey, this is where I'm at now. But I will be getting, you know, once I get a laptop and crank out new videos, all that good stuff. But anyway, that ain't what y'all are here for. Auntie who? welcome, welcome back to the Royal Hour Podcast. This is... I don't even know what the title of this episode will be. I had an I had an idea in mind, and maybe I'll say it later in the episode or during one of these segments that I'm about to record right now. But yeah, we're just gonna go ahead and dive right on in, shall we? All right. <clears throat> so, something I heard recently when I was looking at a live stream from one of my favorite YouTubers was that. You can't help somebody slay their own demons. And I, th- I don't think a lot of people really understand that concept. So you know how we all have our own baggage. We have our own issues. We have our own problems and what have you. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that you have to deal with your own stuff first. And just because you've dealt with, you know, you've either dealt with it entirely or you've dealt with a good portion of it. And there's still some other stuff that you have to work on. It could be in terms of shadow work or what have you. It doesn't mean that you need to throw on a cape or grab your guns like Dante from Devil May Cry and, you know, grab your your big old sword and be ready to like, you know, or be like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and just be ready to like help everybody else. And that's the that's a concept that a lot of us tend to forget is that you can't save everybody. Really, truth be told, you can't save nobody but yourself. And I have to, I myself have had to really understand this concept because I would always enter friendships with like 
this need or this urgency to like save this person, to like fix them or help them see the error of their ways. And granted, there are some friends who I literally have helped them and, you know, tremendously. And in return, they've helped me as well. And that was even in the midst of us both dealing with our own baggages, baggage, but then coming together and just, you know, really just trying to help each other. It's like holding a mirror up to one another. And this mirror is showing you the negative you. It's showing you the negative side of yourself, the negative things that you like to ignore or push to the side, things that you don't want to face and deal with head on. Because to deal with them means that you have to really face the fact that you're not as squeaky clean as you would like to think you are. Or, hell, you might have some fucked up qualities to yourself, but you're still willing to work through that and you're still a good person. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just a matter of stop trying to help everybody else with their own demons. You have to be willing to just really let them handle their own shit because you can do so much for somebody. You can really do so much for somebody. Like you can literally try to move heaven, hell and earth and purgatory for, for one person or a small group of people who you really care about. But if they in return are not even lifting a finger to handle their own shit and they're just letting you do all the work, you have to really reevaluate that friendship, reevaluate that relationship, because this person is is a, is a user. They're an abuser. They're a moocher, if you will. They are what is known as an energetic vampire, you know, an energy vampire who feeds off of the energy of others to do all the work for them. Because they're too lazy or they're too beaten up by this world to really help themselves. So they want you to do all the, all the hard labor and then they'll just come in and reap the benefits. That's just like, you know, again, a group project in school, for example. You and the, you, let's say it's four of y'all. You and the other student, y'all do the majority of the work. The other two who didn't do shit will still show up the day of presentation and be like, oh yeah, you know, getting all the credit and stuff like that. And even if you and the other student your student A and student B, even if y'all run to the teacher and be like, hey, we did all the work, such and such really didn't do much, you know, depending on who that teacher is, they will definitely fail those other two or they'll just be like, hey, I, you know, it is what it is. Even though, granted, I've almost never really ran into those issues because the teachers I had were very thorough. It's like, hey, look, whoever did the, the work, they're the ones who are getting the credit. Yes, you may have played a role in the presentation, but you um ain't really getting the credit that you think you're going to get, okay? So never just, again, never try to always be somebody else's demon slayer. Handle your own house first. And if anything, just be there for that other person, but don't let that other person take advantage of you. Or don't pour so much into somebody who, don't pour so much into somebody who, they can't see the value in themselves right now doesn't mean that they never will but right now they don't see it in themselves and no matter how many things you buy them how many gifts no matter how much you want to see them no matter how much you want to take them out no matter how much you want to be with them no matter how much you want things to work and this is you know whether it's a romantic relationship or a platonic relationship you have to be willing to say no I'm not going to keep doing this anymore where it's just like you're not seeing what I see in you. I see the potential. I see the growth. I see the power. I see the love. I see the innocence. I see your worth, but you don't see that in yourself right now. And I can't 
I can't. You got to. Okay, it's like this. You walk through your own valley of the shadow of death, despair, fear and doubt and anxiety day in and day out. You never have anybody else. You never drag anybody else into your valley because they have their own valley. So you have to view it like that, where it's like, hey, I'm not fin. I'm not finna jump into your valley and walk into your valley of darkness because your darkness could be worse than mine's. Could be way worse than mine's. And it's like, yo, I got my days. I do, you know, shit, fuck it. Moment of truth, transparency. I deal with depression. You know what I'm saying? But my depression is different than the next person's. Because that next person's could be the result of them not just not not only are they not speaking to you but they ignore their phone for any and every damn body like heaven help them if the if they family can get through to them and that's because they're going through so much from their childhood that they have not conquered and healed yet that you can't fathom what that's like you can't fathom what that is like so you have to know when enough is enough even if it takes spirit guides or what have you coming to you directly and being like hey enough let the motherfucker go for right now and even if you're trying to don't never here's the thing spiritually esoterically never fight against your spirit guides never fight against your ancestors never fight against god because they're gonna all have a way of sitting your ass down or they will let you fall on your face and they'll be there to pick you up but you then will be walking back to them, you know, whether it's your altar or when you pray at night, you'll be feeling a sense of guilt. Like, damn, I should have really listened to y'all because all y'all were trying to do was save me. You know what I'm saying? In that scenario, like you just be like, damn, y'all really have my best interest. But I was just so caught up in this need of mine to fix this person, to save this person, to whatever. And they understand. But in the same breath, they they know they can see the forest from the trees. They can see the forest from the trees. So they can see the good that's ahead of you, but they can also see the bad that is ahead of you as well. Like, I just... <sighs> yeah, they just... Man, I'm telling you, I'm fucking telling you, yo, they can see everything that you can't. And if they know that the person who you want to be with or the person or the people in your life be it friends or otherwise is a good person they're going to allow every they're going to allow things to flow to you naturally you just got to be aware you just got to have a good sense of discernment on who to have in your life and who not to have in your life or who you're going to have in your life close to you and who you got to handle with a long-ended spoon before you just decide to throw that spoon away and say to hell with them. You have to just, you know, you have that gift of discernment. We all do. But a lot of us don't know how to use that gift of discernment. So we end up giving people chances who never deserved a chance at all. But it's because you saw the good in them. You didn't see, you overlooked their demons early on because you want to see the good in that person. You want to really believe that this person can be good despite their fuck ups. And when you finally get to that breaking point where this person has brought so much chaos into your life and so much bullshit, and you finally get to that breaking point of saying, all right, fuck you, enough is enough, and you're completely done with them, my, do you just see the change? And, and you won't see it at first, 
once you get rid of those toxic individuals, but the people closest to you who really give a fuck about you, they see that in you. They see the change in you. They see that you got your groove back. They see that you're you're laughing again. You got a pep in your step. You just your your energy is back on point. Case in point. So <laughs> case in point is our transition. So there was an individual who I had in my life who I recently had to get rid of. This person was in my life for six years. We worked rather closely on uh, my film and web series, Confusion. It's a supernatural horror series, science fiction. It, it reaches a lot of genres. <laughs> and this person I really thought was a friend to the sense of, you know, despite her fuck ups, I really thought that this person had my best interest in my back one whole time. This individual wasn't just jealous of me because if you're jealous of somebody, you that the jealousy drives you to want to do better and get like that person. This person, she was envious of me, envious to the point where because she could not be me, she wanted to consume me in every facet of my life there was and drain me like that of a succubus until there was nothing left. And to where then it basically in latent terms if she had the opportunity she would have killed me and i'm talking literally she would have killed me and said great things about me at my funeral all while my blood would have been on her hands and so this year what did it for me was basically the way that production went she i remember to back in june she you know got really upset because we had to do a reshoot of an episode that we shot back in may and the reason why is because, and this was somebody who was on the production side of things as well. So she was a cast member and a crew member. So she was the co she was the co director of the episode that we had shot in May. I'm looking at the footage with one of the other co producers, and the co producer is picking up on stuff that I did not pick up on because this is my very first time reviewing the footage. I had dumped the footage on the Google Drive, and I was like, okay, I'm going to look at it when I get the time. So then me and the co-producer met, we reviewed it, and she pointed out so much stuff that I had to do some double takes, if not triple takes, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, yeah, the, okay, fuck, that is, yeah. Then, not even just that, but because this was an episode that I was in, my acting was trash. Normally, my shit is on point, but because it, it had been a year, because we didn't do, we got cut off from production in March of 2020 due to, you know, the pandemic, due to COVID, and so, you know, I hadn't been acting in a year, and I just had only been solely writing, because I'm the writer, director, producer, you know, all the, the whole nine yards just about for the series, so I'm just like, I hadn't been acting until we got into doing rehearsals, so bam we get to may and because may got here faster than i could you know think it was like just bam then a clap of in a clap of a hand clap of your hand snap of a finger whatever it just got here and i i was just i was really getting i was like a fish out of water y'all like i was really getting myself back into the swing of things back into the groove of things and i fucked up so there was that part that I took ownership for, for my acting, but it was the aesthetics, the setting, the everything, the lighting, all the technical stuff that was the makeup, everything. Like the makeup was good, but you couldn't see it because it was so damn, it was so damn dark that me and the other actors' faces were damn near hidden with all these shadows and it's like, yo, so much, right? So June rolls around because I had told everybody, hey, y'all, we're going to have to do a reshoot. Here's the date. I will see y'all then. So I bet, right? So June rolls around, 
me and her are discussing what exactly we are about to shoot because long story short this bitch never read the script any of the scripts until the day of shooting which anybody out there in the film world knows that's unprofessional as fuck how the fuck you not gonna read the scripts until the day of shooting what the fuck but that's what happens when you're a fucking coke snorting drug infused pill popping aging 37 going on 38 damn near knocking on your 40s ass motherfucker who ain't got nothing ain't, ain't got a pot a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out of and would rather vicariously live through motherfuckers in their 20s because you done pissed off your 20s and fucked yourself up and now you're trying to rebuild yourself on top of trying to be an actress on top of trying to be famous fuck out of here anyway this person and I were talking about, okay, hey, this is what we are reshooting because she was confused, no pun intended, because it is called confusion. But she was confused because clearly the bitch wasn't coherently there with us mentally. The bitch clearly had to been on a binge the night before. So she was just, whatever. I don't fucking know, don't care. This person then decides to argue with me in front of the cast. Well, in front of the crew because my co-star, he hadn't arrived yet. But start decided to argue in front of argue with me in front of the crew, the two the two cinematographers, the hair and makeup artists, the co-producer, one of the co-producers, the same one who I reviewed the footage with, and this was huh, just huh, just to throw this in here, and this was um, when Tevin was back around before you know what happened with me and him. For those y'all who need a reminder, go back to the pilot episode to learn about me and old boy, me and um Tevin. Anyway. So she's just, you know, going off, going off. And in my head, I'm like, it was like that siren from Kill Bill. The ring, like it was that, it was like, you know, when Oma Thurman's character saw that red, that the screen turned red and she thought back to the motherfucker who, who was beating her up at the, at her wedding. That's literally what was going through my head. And I just finally snapped and I clapped back on her ass. Cause it's like one, we're in my apartment, bitch. You're not going to argue with me in front of, in front of the crew, which is very unprofessional instead of pulling me to the side or hell, we could have had a conversation in the hallway or in my room. You know what I'm saying? But, um, or fucking in the storage room, you know, we could have had a conversation away from everybody, but you want to have put on a show because you're so, again, you're envious as fuck because you're not me. You're not the creative genius that I am. You can't write worth a damn. You've never written anything a day in your fucking life. You still haven't even... Oosh, fuck. No, fuck that. You still haven't even published that book of poetry that is never going to see the light of day at this point because them drugs mean more to you than any fucking thing. So again, you're so fucking envious of, of me and everything that I have that you that you think that I just got it all, bitch. And you know what? No, I don't have it all, but I'm doing way fucking better than you, bitch. If you really want to know the real tea, I'm doing way fucking better than you. So chew on that and choke on that hoe any fucking way. You want to argue with me. And then when I clap back on your ass, you realize that you, that you done fucked up because it's like, yes, for six fucking years, bitch, I had been so passive and I let a lot of shit slide because I never wanted my cast and crew to ever see me go off the deep end because when I go off the deep end, there's no turning that motherfucker off until I turn it off. Meaning that male woman or whoever, the, however you identify and show up in the world, you try me, you getting your ass beat. You feel me? And the reason why I sound so pissed right now, y'all, is because this shit is... I'm still pri I'm still not even mourning it because there's no need to mourn the loss of that bitch. But it's just more so... 
still coming out of that because for six fucking years I let this bitch get away with so much shit. She caused so much bullshit and drama on my sets with different people and I literally defended this bitch and overlooked a lot of shit just because, you know, I didn't want to be controversial, didn't want to fight nobody, didn't want to have to break up any fights, but this bitch just brought all this chaos and disarray all because she was envious of me. So it's like, look here, ho, you got a lot of demons that you have not conquered and that you have not slayed, but the fact that you are on top of that envious of me, you know what? I'm glad that you're out of my life. Good fucking riddance. And and that's just, that's it. Because I swear, y'all, if I keep going, I'm really going to break and I, I ain't trying to do that. I, I really am not trying to do that because it, it just, whew, like that shit was, ooh, girl, yeah. Mm. Give me a second because I, I can feel the tears trying to come. And maybe I will cry after this because this bitch really fucking tried me, y'all. This bitch really fucking tried me. And uh, it's like she kept arguing. She kept arguing and talking shit about one of my other co-producers, my assistant producer, the executive producer. She slandered any and everybody who who I remotely was even close to and still am close to because she wanted to make it to where she was the only person I relied on and that I had in my life because she ain't got a lot of motherfuckers in her life. And that's another, that's a red flag. When a bitch or a nigga ain't got a lot, when a motherfucker ain't got a lot of, fr not even a lot of friends, but when they don't even have a small circle of friends and they always, always leaning on you, you need to question that right then and there. You need to question it. You need to identify that problem and you need to nip it in the bud right the fuck away. Because if you don't, it's going to persist. And I'm so glad that at 26, I cut this bitch off. Bitch, you are in your mid to late fucking 30s going into your 40s and you still trying to act like you in your 20s and so you want to vicariously live through me and then you want to say all this other heranous shit. Look here, bitch. You better pray to me and you don't never fucking cross paths because I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Bitch, it ain't a matter of you making me stoop to your level because i'll never stoop to your level but bitch if you even look at me funny on the street i'm knocking your motherfucking head off and that's just the fucking end of the story bitch so you want to keep fucking playing with me but better yet you ain't gonna keep fucking playing with me because i block long story short y'all i blocked this bitch across the board i'm talking emails facebook tiktok at Instagram, Twitter, the bitch, her phone number. I this bitch can't get a hold of me if she fucking tried. And because I have a fucking iPhone, bitch, it, it picks up when somebody when it's a scam likely call. So no love, no end, no no love on 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 no love or luck on trying to get through that way, dumbass. You know, but again, that's just a matter of you know, not trying to slay, not not just noticing people's again, not not even a matter of me trying to slay her demons. This is more so a matter of when somebody shows you their true colors, accept it for what it is, accept them for who they are. And if they are toxic, when they show you their true authentic selves, you cut that motherfucker off right away. Don't let them hang around because they're just trying to siphon energy off of you and essentially absorb your life force because they wish that they could be you. They wish that they could be you, and because they can't, they're going to find ways to consume you, little by little, piece by pit, piece by piece, bit by bit. You know, and, and ain't nothing more scarier than a motherfucker who will go to great lengths to consume you. It's like on some, it's a, it's a form of, it's shit, fuck it, it's spiritual cannibalism. It's emotional cannibalism, spiritual can, cannibalism, mental, metaphysical all of that shit, you know what I'm saying, just rolled into one. And you just be like, God damn, like this motherfucker really had me. You know what I'm saying? Like there are still times where I'm like in a, in a daze almost and shocked because it's like this bitch 
really fucking, uh, like this bitch really fucking ha almost had me, yo. Like, whew, ooh, boy, I, mm, mm. Whew, y'all. Anyway, moral of the story, like I said, when somebody shows you their true colors and it's toxic, cut them off. And don't let your, because I feel like this is a natural thing for many of us, but don't let your need to see the good in people make you go blind. Don't let that, don't let the vision, don't let the vision of seeing the good in a person make you go blind to where somebody can easily put a pair of blinders on you like a horse because again y'all six fucking years and i cut this bitch off at 26 and not at 36 not at 46 not at 56 i did it now and i thank myself every day y'all because this bitch literally almost took me out of here like like this and the, uh, like i really confined it in this bitch like, like I just, whew, it, just to confine in this motherfucker, and this is how they do me, like, yo, whew, this is why, again, my circle is so small the way it is now, and again, because I have witnesses who saw how I had to get rid of this bitch, so anybody who ever wants to try me like that again in life, because trust me, I pray every day, I talk to God every day, I talk to my ancestors every day, and I have even asked them recently, if there's any more snakes in my lawn, let bring them forth because if they didn't learn after what I did to this bitch, literally omitting and obliterating and annihilating her out of my life. Oh, trust. I have no problems crash testing another dummy. I will always and forever crash test the dummy when the, when the need and the calling brings me forth to do so in my ministry. Okay. Okay. Whew. All right. Um, I'm trying to see. Should I take a little commercial break? Cause I've been going at it for about 25 minutes now. Uh, you know what? Yeah, let's take a small little commercial break, you guys, from our sponsors today in today's episode, and we will be right back. Peace out. Well, peace out. But I'll see you guys in, in a little bit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure most of you are familiar with the line from the Notorious B.I.G. Black and ugly as ever. However. So I'm here to tell you about Black and Ugly, a clothing line where the phrase itself is an oxymoron and it is not everything that you think. Rather, it's everything you think it's not. Here at Black and Ugly, you are going to find unique pieces of clothing from hats to hoodies to sweatpants to camouflage pants to backpacks to little pins that you can put on your backpack as well as your clothing down to jackets, hockey shirts, so on and so forth. And mind you, this is not your typical average wear. No, this is wearable art created by a black woman for for the people by the people. This is like FUBU 2.0. Black and ugly. It's everything that you think it's not. Be sure to head on over there and let them know that the Royal Hour Prince Onyx sent you. Ow. Hey, and welcome back to the Royal Hour podcast with your good guy, Prince Onyx. So the next topic, and now that we've gotten uh, the whole WTF moment with Insecure out of the way, <laughs> the, ne <laughs> the next topic is a bit of a double whammy. It's a bit of a double whammy, and that will be knowing when to let go, even if they are the right person, but it's the wrong time. 
And we're going to go ahead and mix that in with the dangers of trauma bonding. Okay, okay. So, and if you hear a little noise in the background, that is the heater. Um, it's a little chilly at the, at, the work, at the workplace. You know, it's fall, about to slide into winter. It is, you know, I'm in Chicago, so I'm in the Midwest. And, child, yeah, our winters ain't nothing to play with. So, anyway, just to give you guys a heads up in case you hear like a little... Well, I can't whistle, but just a little sound. Child, that's just a heater in the background. Anyway, so to dive right on in, knowing when to let go of the person, when even when they are Mr. or Mrs. Right, but the timing is wrong, can be a very difficult thing. Case in point, you know, for those of you guys who listen to the first one, say, watch Jesus Christ. I'm still thinking in a TV format. Please forgive me. But anyway, um, the pilot episode when I talked about, you know, me and Tevin and stuff like that. So let's, I'll fuck it, I'll use myself as an example. So let's say that, even though, yes, I do believe this, but he is the right person, but the timing is wrong. That's been the difficult thing for me, again, using myself as an example, is letting go because the fear that I've had is like, yo, if I let go, what will become and will he da 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 Look, I still got motherfucking niggas coming back after five years to see what I'm up to and oh what you doing and all and what you on and all this other shit so trust when I say for me I know that that motherfucker will be back I I ain't even tripping about that no more you feel me because it's like hey look you just got some demons that you gotta slay on your own and that's understandable I cannot slay your demons for you I am simply trying to I'm not even trying all that I want to do is love you support you build with you protect you hold you all that good shit I ain't trying to be taking on you know your baggage while i'm also dealing with my baggage and any other future baggage that may try to you know that may come in my life you know what i'm saying so it's like no nah, i ain't trying to deal with that now when now when when you're together with that person you know y'all help each other as best you can but you also make sure that y'all got either if you're married you know a counselor um or even hell before you get married or even if there's a situation i found out something new recently damn it i'm trying to remember it i think it's called like a mediator not a mediator it's like somebody who god damn it it was one of those it was on one of them damn housewives shows it was somebody who determines if you two should even stay married i forgot what that damn phrase is called but if i remember it i will bring it back up i I promise y'all i'm gonna bring that back up god damn it it's something i'm gonna remember it anyway you know you have somebody a licensed professional that can also help as well because one thing that a lot of us have fallen into the trap of unfortunately is feeling like we have to be our partner's therapist and and honestly that's not healthy the same way being your friend's therapist is not help help is not healthy or conducive you know to your friendship you know what i'm saying like at a certain point you have to be an adult and you know either if you got good health insurance or you got a good decent job with some insurance or you got a well-to-do well-paying job or whatever the case is or even if you got to save up some money to go to a couple of sessions do it and i really do encourage that because we really do have to like hear from somebody who is unbiased and somebody who we also feel safe and comfortable with and that's that can be a real tricky thing for a lot of us as black people and then especially a lot of us as black queer folks is finding therapists who you know are unbiased they are going to really listen to us they understand us you know what i'm saying even if they are black because you'll have black therapists who you know just they have their ways about them i'll just say that they have they have their ways and you just gotta go what the in your head you're just like what the fuck like how you just you're supposed to be unbiased how you really finna have your way like child 
listen any look if any of y'all have ever had a therapist that was a hotep on the low child look i just i pray that you found someone else because ain't, no, ain't nobody got time for that ain't nobody got time for my sister like girl ain't nobody here for that my brother you gotta understand girl look we do that enough in our little circles of friends and family we this is a situation where we should be absolved from that like let's let's detox and talk about stuff that is really happening anyway <laughs> yeah so like i was saying though letting go of um but getting back to the point letting go of that person even when you feel in your heart of hearts and your intuition is telling you that this is it this is the the, the 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 fucking pair of shoes that you always wanted to fit. This is the pair of pants that you always wanted to fit on you. Like whatever, like whatever analogy you have to come up with where it's like, yo, this is it. This is the perfect whatever, dot, 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 the perfect song, the perfect action figure, the perfect movie, the perfect whatever, perfect meal, whatever, perfect piece of jewelry. But the timing is off. You got to accept it for what it is because nine times out of 10, yes, the timing is off. But if that person has been going through something since their childhood, you know, or something just in their life that really got them to a point where they are now no longer living in the sense of, you know, just living life and just like they're no longer they, they feel so detached from the world they feel the detached from society they feel detached from their friends from their family if they're close to their family they feel detached from themselves and they're just navigating and moving through but then they're they're dating they're dating and then they're trying to find themselves in other people that's not good you know what i'm saying they're no longer living they're just existing and they're looking for outlets to give them little sparks, little you know, little electricity sparks, like, you know, a spark plug of living, but they are no longer living. It's like, I can't really describe it. You feel me? Like, I just, ah, it's like they're, they're alive on the outside, externally, but on the, but internally they're a zombie and they're just moving about on this plane of existence on this earth. They're just moving about day after day, day in and day out. They don't really see any way out and they just feel so so disconnected. You know what I'm saying? And you feel like, "Well, damn, what did I do? You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything but exist and live." Well, shit, not even just exist. You were living and you're still living. They're not living, at least not internally. And so you could be the one who sparks something in them to make them feel like, oh, my God, I'm coming back to life. I can live again. But then those traumas or those triggers or something from the past is like, no, you don't. It's like snatching them back into the valley of darkness. And going back to what I was saying earlier, it's like, you know, being surrounded by a bunch of demons that would rather see you down and out anxious, full of fear, just, you know, full of doubt full of stress, full of trauma, not really seeing any way up, not looking for the light. And you have to be all right with just saying, hey, I got to let you go. Because the last thing I want to do is, or the last thing anybody wants to do is to form a bond with someone, be it a friend or a lover. And this is a bond of trauma. Let's say you and another individual both have you know, issues with your mom. And so you build a relationship off of that to where when you try to actually talk to each other about how each other's day was or what your hobbies are, what your interests are, what, what your career is or what, you, what is your goals or whatever the case is, the energy feels off. 
And I've been in situations like that where you just realize, damn, me and this person really don't have too much of anything in common. And we were just using each other as outlets because of our issues with our moms. Granted, my issues were far lesser than his. And we just really just just vibed off of trauma off the off that that trauma bond and yeah the the sex was lit or whatever i mean child please he he definitely could suck a dick i, mean, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all like jesus christ oh he has some full lips too god oh fuck i just ooh, mm, mm, wait wait i ooh, ooh. all right ladies and gentlemen i just had a sex flashback um oh and i'm still having it right now oh god damn it Ooh. Ooh, and he, you know what? In the words of Trina, he had an ass so big like the sun. I knew he had a mouth for this dick he was gonna run. Slap it in his face, and I slapped it down his throat. Nigga, what a blunt. I wanna see that booty smoke. Oh, uh, damn, damn. Fuck, what was the rest of the lyrics? Fuck, I got an ass so big like this. Damn, I'm doing this live. Fuck it. Anyway, look. In the words of Trina, look back at it, okay? Look back at me now. Look back at me now. Like, I'm telling you, just. Mmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, but again, that was a bond of trauma. But the sex was, look, the sex was spectacular, okay? What Keely say, the sex was spectacular. The sex was spectacular. But outside of that, we really didn't have too much in common with each other. And shit, when we try to get to know each other outside of the trauma bonding and outside of the sexual relations... You know, it was it was a lot of budding heads because we had very different different views. You know, I'm pro black as fuck. Him, not so much. You know, he's he's carried a lot of anti black sediments that I overlooked because hey, you know, I wasn't really paying attention. But shit, once I woke up from that and removed the blinders, I was like, damn, this motherfucker is so anti black, huh? That's a damn shame. You know, I mean. You have these, Af- these, you know, Negro features, you know, like, because not not every black person has, you know, the strong, dominant black features. But, you know, then again, those are not a monolith within themselves. That's another conversation. But it's like, you know, just cute. You know, you were cute. He was cute. He was handsome. But, you know, hey, RIP to that situation. Shit, okay? Shit. But anyway, with trauma bonds, like I was saying, they're so dangerous because you fear letting go of that person even when you again know that you guys don't really have too much in common and that's why a lot of the friendships that i have now i'm so thankful for them because granted there were fuck it there were a handful that started because of trauma bonds but we luckily have so much in common that the trauma bond that started us is not what rules us, dictates us, or de- or determines us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all right with not talking every day or every week or every month. You know, when we check in on each other, we check in on each other. You know, it it feels like you know we didn't skip a beat. Um, you know, we 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 care about each other, but we're also being real with each other. That's like, hey, we have our lives outside of each other, work, bills, all this other stuff. It's like we. We don't feel like, oh, you're neglecting me or did it, you know, whatever issue, you know, we don't let tr- that stuff like trigger us. We just, hey, we're here for each other. Um, yeah, we're here for each other, but not in a sense of like being a counselor or a therapist, but, you know, just being that listening ear, that shoulder to cry on, that hug, that funny text message or voicemail or voice note. Um, you know, if you got an iPhone out there, but I'm pretty sure the Android phones do that voice note stuff too. They do, but they just be weird about it i feel like it only works with other android users i don't know i don't know because i used to be an android user now i'm fully apple you know ipad iphone you know all that good stuff ipod 
yeah. Anywho, anywho, trauma bonds again are just so dangerous because shit. It's just it it serve it serves a purpose, yes. But in the case of like I said, the friends that I have, where yes, we started out on trauma bond, the foundation. We then destroyed that foundation and laid a new one down together. Whether I did my part separately, he or she or they did their part separately. And then we, you know, did the other parts together to where it's like, hey, we got a good, a good solid foundation where the trauma is not because of something that that happened to you or something that happened to me or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, hey, we're here. We're friends. We love each other. We check on each other. We give a damn about each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, we give a damn about each other. Even when we got to get in get in one another's asses because, you know, we wilding out or saying something stupid or doing something stupid because it happens. You know, it's just, yo, having that... Uh, just having that, 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 that foundation. You know what the fuck I'm saying? Like, having that foundation means everything. Like, that shit means everything, man. Like, it just having friendships and eventually a relationship i'm speaking that into existence where it's not based on trauma is such a beautiful thing because i'm telling you i have a friend who is dealing with someone currently and for the safety of you know keeping everybody's names off the record uh this friend of mine's he really is trapped unfortunately in a trauma bond with this chick who Child, this girl took this man to hell and back, okay? Like, she done cheated on him, then he done cheated on her. She messed around and got pregnant, and now he's being stepfather to her son. And now he's being stepfather to a child that's not his. The the hell, the, the, the child's father doesn't even want nothing to do with the child or the chick. And she's not even, she's not working currently. She's not even getting government assistance. And it just she's just running this man through it and i and it's just like he feels so 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 like enchanted or entrapped with her and so so in too deep and it's like well dude how are you in too deep when that's not your child and this woman literally one time because they broke up or they were arguing or whatever what have you this chick literally had her mom and the nigga that she was fucking jump my friend Steal his phone, steal his wallet, his cars, hold nine yards, stab him, and, you know, basically kidnap him. And he ended up losing his job behind that. So, you know, it's like, but he's still besmitten by her for whatever reason, like being bewitched. And it's just like, yo, you really finna let this chick run you into an early grave? Because she is just really like, bro, you got to know when to cut off the, 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 the codependency cord fucking umbilical cord this is a codependency cord you gotta know when to cut that off and be all right with cutting that off you gotta understand that your life will go on without her stop thinking that it won't stop thinking that the universe that or the world is gonna end because you're no longer with this bitch it's okay to let her go trust me i've had to tell myself that too ladies and gentlemen with niggas who i who i thought because they didn't want shit to do with me oh my god the world was over oh my god i'm gonna die uh, da, 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 da. i'm gonna kill myself to get this nigga attention all of this stupid shit all of this stupid shit and yet i'm still here because i realized that yo there's more to life as well as i got shit to live for and i got shit to do i don't know about the rest of you niggas but i know that i'm gonna be the one okay i'm gonna be somebody bitch i already am somebody 
God damn it. I already am somebody, motherfuckers. I already am somebody, bitch. And I'm going to always be somebody. And you know what? If I wasn't if I wasn't nobody, you bitches wouldn't even be coming back. So let's get that shit understood. You bitches wouldn't even be coming back if I wasn't somebody. But again, here y'all are texting me out the wazoo. Oh hey, hey stranger. Oh, what you doing? Uh, fuck all of y'all niggas. How about that? You didn't want me when you had the chance. Now that you've realized you went out into the fucking world and realized that, damn, these niggas, rather they from Chicago, Philadelphia, you know, Boston, Maryland, New York, New Jersey, Atlanta, you know, fucking California, shit, Miami, wherever, Dallas, Texas, Austin, Houston, wherever the fuck, (coughs) San Bernardino, whatever the fuck, you realize that, damn, (coughs) None of these niggas is like Prince Onyx. None of these niggas are like Arkir who actually gave a fuck about me and that I could actually vibe with and actually just, you know, just, you know, I could be myself. I wouldn't, I didn't have to pretend to be a fucking social media influencer or out here clout chasing or out here not having an identity because he's already saw the identity in me. He saw it in me already. And I was just too oblivious to see it to myself. Oh, I'm finna hit him up and see if he's still around. Bitch, nigga, here's the thing. There will come a time, because the only reason why I haven't blocked these niggas' numbers is because, hey, once I delete your shit, I, I've just come from the art of the, the training of thought, school of thought of just deleting the nigga shit. Wouldn't even bother blocking them, because I felt like, okay, if I deleted your stuff, it's going to be hard for me to know who the fuck you are, because trust me, motherfuckers are hit. I be getting uh, text messages once every blue moon from random numbers, and I'd be like, who is this? And they never reply back. And if it is a nigga who I used to date back in the day and he didn't reply back, hey, that that means his feelings are hurt. Because in his mind, he thought, oh, damn, well, he going to remember how good the sex was and and the news that I sent and the this and the that. Oh, he ain't going to delete that. Bitch, nigga, I, I will delete it. I'll delete it all. I'll delete it all. I have a good memory of, you know, photographic memory. So if I'm, you know, beating my meat, you know, and I want to think, think about something, if I'm not watching a good porno that I done popped on, you know, hey. I'll think about you for a quick second and then, you know, keep the job going. Keep flat, 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 flat. Yeah, keep doing, you know, keep it, keep it going. Shit. Keep it the fuck going. Keep it going. You know, keep, (laughs) keep it going. But I'll delete it. And it shit. And if we, here's the thing. If now, if we're connected on social media, like Snapchat, Facebook, uh, shit, Twitter, which is really rare if any nigga even follows me on Twitter. (laughs) Thank goodness. Uh, Instagram which even with that it's like yo if i move you to the general section for example but again if we don't follow each other if i help block you on there it, it like i make it impossible nowadays for guys to even try to reach me out reach out to me like unless you have my number or we're still connected on social media that's your only chance and even then it's still a mm, i know that this is not gonna work clearly you're bored nobody else is fucking with you or you're tired finally you're tired of being the goddamn buffoon of gotham you're tired of being the whore of gotham you're fucking tired and now you want to fucking knock on the fucking onyx manor bitch oh bitch no i'll come fuck you alfred you ain't got to come to the door i'll come to the door my goddamn self and be like no and slam that door right in your motherfucking face it could be raining cats and dogs and zebras outside and i will still close that door on your face like i fuck that shit you ain't never finna set foot back in the onyx manor now that you've left it now that you decided to fuck me over bitch i had like every heartbreak that i've had whether it was a situationship you know a fuck buddy that the the shit ended or went left or whatever the case is or an actual relationship i've had to take time out to build myself back the fuck up 
to realize, yo, you are worth so much more than this. You were somebody before them. You're going to be somebody after them. And when you find the one or he finds you or however it happens, guess what? You ain't going to have to second guess yourself on, damn, is this nigga going to leave me, you know, uh, on uh, at the aisle, on leave me on our wedding day? You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to have to second guess that shit. You ain't going to have to second guess that shit. And y'all build a bond that's not infused and rooted in trauma. And if there is any trauma that has 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 happened to either one of y'all, hopefully not even hopefully fingers crossed that y'all both have done the necessary work be it therapy shadow work spiritual work all that good shit to do away with that do away with it so that it doesn't have to pop back up and destroy what you guys have you feel me like it it don't it doesn't destroy what y'all have people really got to do the work that is needed again letting go of the right person when when you know that they're the right person it sucks it sucks because you're like, fuck, we didn't build anything off trauma. This was really going good on a high fucking trajectory. What the absolute fuck? But then you have to realize, fuck, okay. After, maybe after you've definitely done, you know, for my spiritual people out there, you've done your denovation, you've spoken with your ancestors, or hell, even if you got to get a reading from another reader and be like, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? And they, you know, they help you out as much as they can, you know, of course, paying for their services, you know, patronizing because shit ain't free out here, you know, unless they just fuck with you like that, y'all friends or whatever, they give you a discount. Um, you know, they, they let you know, hey, look, okay, this is the right person, but the time is off. And shit, the last thing you want to do, because trust me, I'm, I'm one to do it. I fuck around and ask, well, well how much time and did it I? Lord, look, the universe, your ancestors, you better hope that they give you an answer because they could just be like, you'll know when. They could easily be on some ambiguous shit like, you'll know when because they they don't want to gas you up because, granted, they know more than you, but they don't want to gas you up and be like, oh, five months, da-da-da-da. Child, that five months could turn into five years. But they'd only told you months because they knew if they told you years, you were going to lose your shit. And, and their only hope would be, all right, we're going to tell they ass five months. With everything else that's about to happen in their life, now that they've heard five months, they're going to forget about that five months to the point where they even forget it to where shit five years has went by. And then, boop, this person is back in their life. And to them, it'll feel like five months, even though it was five years. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just... They, they, that's they hope, you know what I'm saying? Because if they just flat out say years, you might fuck around and flip the damn table over or drop the phone or just be like, ah, just, just start having a manic episode because it's like years, ah, like, you know, because you just never know what will become of somebody in the next couple of years. You know how like at a job interview, they'll ask you, oh, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Girl, a lot of people, shit, I remember in high school, they would tell you to say something, say something slick like, oh, uh, work in your position, da-da-da-da, like showing that you want to go upward in a company when you know damn well you would rather be doing something else in five years. This is just a placeholder, and you're putting a time limit on it, and you're like, all right, I got to get my shit together by this year, by this year, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit has to, shit, shit got to go right. Shit has to go right by a certain time frame because, hey... I, I need shit to to just be better in my life. This is just to get me by. This is just you know to get some some small passive income coming in. But baby, 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 I'm trying to get out of this fucking job. I'm trying to get out of this job, baby. Like I'm trying to get up out of here. Okay, like I am trying to get up out of here. So 
you never know what could happen to that person within five years and that's your biggest worry or fear right so that's why they don't tell you like if you know in the scenario getting a reading they ain't gonna tell you oh yeah it'll be in in five in five years they just gonna probably say five months or whatever because again whatever's gonna happen in your life afterwards you get so distracted and caught up in other stuff which they want is for you to focus on other stuff so that the work can be done behind the scenes to get you and that person together because they know that okay bam this was not a, a bond built on trauma cha-ching they like each other cha-ching they got common interests cha-ching they want to do the same thing or something similar they are really invested in one another's life cha-ching cha-ching okay 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 that have they're having serious conversations which i don't know Mm, I'm gonna say that for another topic and for another episode because I was gonna dive into something else that would make it three topics I mean, I'm already on two, but this is a kamikaze anyway You know, whatever the case is everything is checking off the list Whatever their whatever your list is of how you picture your ideal partner every just about damn that everything is checking off And anything that isn't child you at this point don't even give a fuck because if it's more than like seven if it's like 75 and up you like or 70 and up out of a hundred let's say Shit, 70 is a damn C minus on some tests. Shit, maybe a D, but a C minus. Shit, 75 is about a good C, solid C, you know, C plus. If, well, not really, that's 77. But anyway, you know, you just, you just like, damn, I'm, I'm, I checked off a majority of everything on the list. The ancestors got your back. They know what it is, and you're just happy. But the ancestors started to see something, and they like, fuck, something's about to come their way. Ugh. All right, fuck it. We got to break. We got to separate them for your sake and not so much for the other person's sake but for your sake they have to separate you from them because they don't want you to then turn into the demon slayer like you were previously they don't want you to turn into oh i gotta save you i got to save you i'm going to save you i'm going to you know it's like yo stop it stop trying to save everybody you can't fix somebody who you didn't break you can only fix yourself. You can't con- you, you you can't control what happened in somebody else's life. If something traumatic happened in their life, you were not there. And if they're telling you that, you know, the part of their life story what happened to them, all you can do is listen and have empathy and sympathize. You know what I'm saying? And you can have em- you empathize and have you know, sympathize and all that stuff. But don't then take it upon yourself to be like Oh, well, I'm going to fix you up and da 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 That's what, look, personally, that's what I deal with all these, before Tevin, that's what I deal with all these other niggas was try to fix them. Try to fix them up into being the guy who I wanted to be with, but that was not my job. You should at least have your, look, if, look, have your shit together and at least have enough of your baggage resolved and organized in neat little bins with, you know, fucking name tags on them to know that hey i'm ready for the world i'm ready for love i'm ready for this i'm ready for that before you come into somebody's life who is ready and because again you're the right person but you haven't done the the things that are necessary for this pairing trust me the universe will let you get away the universe will at least let you meet the motherfucker the the universe is nice enough to be like all right i will let y'all boom y'all in each other's life y'all met y'all going steady things are good things are good Oh fuck! What's that? Oh, God damn it! God damn! Is that a is that a spiked boomerang on fire about to knock both their fucking heads off because the other person hasn't dealt with their baggage yet? Yeah, let me move you out of the way 
and they just got to get hit. Now, they won't get decapitated, but they finna get hit in the head a couple of times and punched in the chest where their heart is and punched in the gut to really get their shit together because how dare you not have dealt with your shit? How dare you not have dealt with your shit and you know that, like, this is the right person for you, but you ain't dealt with your shit, but you wanted, oh, but you was finna really have them deal with your shit? No, fuck that. You finna reverse, reverse. You finna reverse and find yourself. And, you know, again, no trauma bonds, no no trauma bonds. It's something that's built pure, you know? Like, you find yourself in that situation. You find yourself in that scenario. But my friend, though, going back to him, because I know I just went on a whole tangent. I'm so sorry, y'all. So sorry. <sighs> I feel like you guys are going to really love that. I love it. Anyway, I love it. But anyway, you know, with the trauma bond with my friend, I really don't feel as though he will ever truly leave this woman. And I feel sorry for him because it's like, dude, she's not good for you. We all know it. Hell, the universe knows it. You know, fuck it. Maybe that's what I need to do is give my friend a reading so that he knows he needs to lose this chick because she is so damn toxic. It's like, again, dude, you're playing stepfather to someone who, you know, a child that's not yours. You're in your, you know, you're 27 now. His uh, his birthday was last month. You're 27 now. You're in your, you know, you're at the tip of the late 20s going into your 30s. Bruh, you're not where you need to be at life yet. You're not where you need to be in life yet. So how about you slow down and find yourself? But you're trying to find yourself in all these relationships. Find you without the need of a relationship. Because trust me, I'll tell you this. Before Tevin, I found myself. And even after him, I'm finding myself again. Because it's like, hey, what do you like to do? What do you like to... Okay, you like to do this, you like to do that. All right, well, ooh, let's let's get our finances together first because we was wilding a little bit let's be responsible more let's hold ourselves accountable let's you know make up your damn bed like let's you know <laughs> just just nuance shit let's you know be an adult shit wash the dishes not that i wasn't never washing dishes again i'm just listening i'm just ran, saying random shit at this point but like just find stuff that you like shit like you know take yourself out take yourself out on dates Stop waiting on somebody else, whether it's a friend or otherwise. Take yourself out and learn about yourself. Hell, I know even with the elements changing like they are, I'm definitely going to bundle the fuck up and take myself out. Out to eat, out to shit if it's any good movies that come out. You know, just really be about it, about it. The fuck? Just be about it, about it. For real, for real. Just be about it, about it, Joe. Just, yeah, man. Just, I, I tell y'all, it's just, it's, it's crazy how people just would rather keep a trauma bond. They would rather keep a relationship off the, off of, off a of trauma. And we got to stop that. Seriously, we got to stop that and let that go. We have to. We really have to. But anyway, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this segment. And the takeaways that I would like for you guys to take away is that, you know what? Hey, man. It's okay to let that person go even when you feel like they're the right one. Don't beat yourself up about it. When you and since you know that they will be back, it ain't even a matter of if, but when they come back, just remember how it felt when they screwed you over or, or shit when you let them go or whatever the case is. Remember how that felt and ask yourself, are you willing to go through that again? And also hear them out. Give them the benefit of the doubt and see, okay, what are you about this go round? What are you about? 
Are you serious this time? Because I don't have time to waste. Set your boundaries. Stand your ground and stand on that heel and let them know I'm 10 toes down in this. You're not going to do to me what you did last time. So if I give you a chance, you need to thank whoever you pray to because I could have easily said fuck you and just moved on with my life. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're ever going to feel the need to give somebody a chance, set your boundaries and let them know what them boundaries are from day one. Yeah, hi, it's nice to meet you again. Oh, long time no see. Oh, hello, stranger. Okay, it seems like a mighty long time. Yeah, nigga, it has been a long time. Okay, like, shit, it seems like a mighty long time. Uh-huh. Oh, shit, let me stop singing, child. Uh, oh, my, 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 hi. Anyway, look, I forgot that. Who sings that song? Hold on, wait. Who sings that song, Hello Stranger? God damn it. I hate when you got to click on your iPod twice to, like, really get it to, like, wake up and be like, oh, yeah, you're trying to unlock me? Uh, yeah, what the fuck you think I'm trying to do, girl? Anyway, give me one second before I end the segment. Who? Barbara Lewis. That's her name, Barbara Lewis. Yes, Hello Stranger. Classic. Shout out to Moonlight. Um, <laughs> they had a lot of the girls in a tizzy because there was no sex. Uh, other than that jerk off scene jesus christ and they were teenagers but still <laughs> oh, child i love my community sometimes <laughs> but yeah the takeaways again are don't uh stay with somebody if the tri- if the foundation was built on trauma and things are toxic and again if they are the right person but you have to let them go due to the time and not being right just know that when they boomerang back around Chances are they will have learned their lesson and they really bout it about it and they're ready to be with you. And don't even look at it as settling down because settling down is a form of settling. More so it's yo. And don't don't even say completion because completion, you're already complete. This is more of companionship, partnership, relationship, whatever you want, whichever phrase you want to use. This is something solid, something good, something healthy, something beneficial, something where we complement each other. And people see our auras when we're together and even when we're separate. Something that, you know, they try to, anybody tries to shoot at it, it won't break because it's made out of titanium. Fuck it, it's made out of adamantium and vibranium and titanium. It's, it's, it's just that fucking powerful and potent. It's just so potent, like some warm shea butter spray infused with Jehovah, with jojoba oil and fucking uh castor oil and a little bit i already said warm shade right and a little bit of like mahogany scent with a bit of like rose water in there just (sighs) you smell that that's beautiful okay that's love that that's you want it to just be something that's beautiful even during the bad times like yo it's like this is still a beautiful union and we still gonna hold each other down okay i can't stand the rain against my window god damn it okay like a nigga to just oh just oh god mm. Mm. jesus Woo. well i thank god glory to god Woo. i just uh yeah that wasn't even a sex flashback that was a a premonition almost Ooh, that was a premonition that was oh god that was mm. yeah that was a premonition child let's see this is 35 minutes for this segment because hmm. i like to give y'all long shows i'm long-winded as fuck so i like to give y'all long shows you know what i'm saying like i like to give y'all them long ass shows you feel me you feel me you feel me okay like I like to give y'all them long ass shows. Oh, wait, I think I see another topic. Oh, shit. Ha. 
I had literally wrote down the topics for this episode and I had a sticky note over the other topic. Oh, bitch. I knew what I was trying to talk about earlier. Not that uh that professional before you see a marriage counselor, not that, but the topic of oh of dating. Ah, I'm finna ooh, shit finna get lit. Are y'all ready to come with me on a trip? Look, this is the type of show you can throw on while you are in the shower, while you are shaving, while you are probably you can be preparing for a dick a dick appointment or some pussy or whatever the case is, you know, or nice little dates, you know, some Netflix and chill, um, or some take me out, bitch, and let's invest, let's talk about investment stocks and bonds and talk about building, niggas, shit, we can Netflix and chill, yes, but at a certain point, let's invest, let's build. Anyway, um, you know, just, uh, shit, how about NFT and chill, my nigga, NFT, okay, how about podcasting and chill, my nigga, how about fucking, I don't know, like, starting a business and chill, okay, shit, cha-ching, motherfucker, damn, anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, just, uh, but yeah, this is an interesting topic, though, but yeah, like I said, you can listen to this podcast, whatever you're doing, vacuuming, you're washing the dishes, you're making a nice little dinner, you're jogging, you know, this is, this is the shit, you know what I'm saying, like, just having that voice in your ear to help talk to the other voices, or that inner voice in you, your intuition, you know what I'm saying, and being like, hey, you know, I, we're on the same frequency, we're on the same wavelength, we're on the same path, you feel me, hey, anyway, this next topic is going to be really interesting, and I'm really, I'm really debating if I want to do it on this episode, or if I want to fuck around and give y'all another episode, two already like a, a like a two for one special with no Popeye's biscuit oh Jesus ah, I'm deciding I'm really deciding mm. oh, you'll see you'll see if you hear another segment I love you and if you see another episode being dropped well that means I love you too okay I love you more okay because I don't know I'm, I'm listening to spirit and I'm mm spirit is telling me to like give y'all another episode but then spirit is saying to just put it in this one and make it a long episode but i feel like we're gonna see we're gonna see anyway you guys we will be right back after this message from our sponsor i'm pretty sure most of you are familiar with the line from the notorious big black and ugly as ever however so I'm here to tell you about Black and Ugly, a clothing line where the phrase itself is an oxymoron and it is not everything that you think. Rather, it's everything you think it's not. Here at Black and Ugly, you are going to find unique pieces of clothing from hats to hoodies to sweatpants to camouflage pants to backpacks to little pins that you can put on your backpack as well as your clothing down to jackets, hockey shirts, so on and so forth. And mind you, this is not your typical average wear. No, this is wearable art created by a black woman for for the people by the people. This is like FUBU 2.0. Black and ugly. It's everything that you think it's not. Be sure to head on over there and let them know that the Royal Hour, Prince Onyx, sent you. Ow. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the Royal Hour podcast. It's your good guy here, Prince Onyx, once again. So let's go ahead and dive into a bit of entertainment news and mess, if you will. <laughs> so, uh, over the weekend on Sunday, Insecure uh, Season 5, or as they affectionately call it, Season 5, because this is the final season, uh, the premiere came, and this was an episode where Issa, Molly, Tiffany, and Kelly, I almost called her, called her by her real name, <laughs> Natasha, but Kelly, um, their characters in a fictional world, 
fictional characters in a fictional world, attended their 10-year uh, class reunion at Stanford, what was it, Stanford, Stafford, girl, look, a college out in California, okay, that Issa, Ray, in real life had actually went to. So, Tiffany, just like Molly, as many of us know, for those who've been watching the show from the start, are both members of the AKA uh, sorority, you know, part of the Divine Nine. And, of course, Tiffany being that, you know, this was the reunion, she was wearing paraphernalia affiliated with the sorority that she, the character, is a part of. The reason why I keep stressing that, ladies and gentlemen, and for my non-binary folks, is that literally the like literally the whole divine nine community has been in an uproar since this episode premiered so you know somebody had tweeted and Issa Rae sarcastically tweeted back and was like oh crap well we just gonna have to um we gotta scrap that up uh, that uh, uh, next episode coming up or whatever the case is knowing damn well they're not going to do that but furthermore people are so mad at Issa and you know HBO and Amanda Seals when it's like y'all do realize that the AKAs, you know, it they got everything trademarked. They're the colors, the symbols, the paraphernalia, the shield, the whole nine yards. They got everything trademarked. They have a million dollar, however, however many millions of dollar net worth, the whole nine yards, right? Clearly, your organization got a call or email from HBO and as well as a check. They cut, they got the clearance, they got the check. Business transaction. Let's start there. Second, and this is not even to be disrespectful to the Divine Nine at all, but it's like, yo, y'all wonder why a lot of black people do not rock with y'all or see it for y'all or even want to pledge to y'all, let alone any sorority or fraternity. Because as one of uh, the YouTubers who I watch, Ashley Miller, stated, it's literally like a gang mentality. Like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Oh, da 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 Now, how many of y'all on Twitter who were in an uproar are still active members? I really want to know how many of y'all are still active members because, you know, you got to still pay your dues. And how many of y'all have actually been helped, you know, with this whole brotherhood, sisterhood organization to get, you know, high paying jobs and, you know, be a part of the elite and the classism that goes on still to this day within our community where you feel like you're up here, you know, high in the sky. And you look, you know, you put your noses up and look down on everybody else because they're not affiliated. Because that is when you think about it again, this is no disrespect, but that's not helping us as, as a whole, as the black community and furthermore, as the black diaspora. There's so much more that we could be talking about. But you guys are upset at Amanda Seals, an actress who a majority of people don't even rock with. But the fact that people literally people were tweeting like, yo, I don't rock with her like this, but we're not going to drag her over this. That's how, you know, people are tired of the the elitism and the classism that has not saved us, nor will it ever help or save us at all. Because it's like, yo, look, yes, y'all may do donations and charity work and community service, this, that, and the third. That's one thing. But are y'all really trying to help? First of all, are any of y'all battling against gentrification or are y'all secretly benefiting from it? Let, let, let's, re let's, really, let's really ask questions that we need answers to. You know, I'm just, you know, a small guy, small fry, whatever, you know, I just started a podcast. So you probably won't really give two shits about what I have to say. But it's just like, yo, this is in res this is in a respectful manner where it's like, yo, are y'all really helping or not? Because you know what? It wasn't even just the AKAs that were mentioned in the episode. It was the um, what was it? The 
Omegas, whatever, whatever they are. Who I think it was the Omegas and Molly and the other characters was literally talking about the that they stink, that they smell like ass. But you don't see them turning up. And then even the character in in the um in Insecure who's a blood member, you don't see the bloods turning. It's like yo, there's so much more that we could be talking about than y'all getting upset about this. And again, you need to take that up with your organization. And I'm pretty sure they're gonna look at y'all like uh I don't know what y'all want us to really do exactly we cleared it with them they cut the check that's it that's all like y'all are literally fighting over stuff that it's like yo this is sh look when when shit hits the fan because it ain't even a matter of if at this point because the way the world is going shit is just bound to hit the fan it's all a matter of when do y'all think that this elitism and classism is going to save y'all because nine times out of ten it probably will not it most likely will not and again, it's a damn shame that y'all really have it to where, you know, you're at the top of the food chain and you just, you can look down on everybody else. Like how many people, you know what, screw it. I'm going to ask another question that may be harsh for folks, but let's really ask it. How many people who have pledged, whether it was to a sorority or fraternity, died under y'all watch? And the schools most likely just paid off the families and everybody just went on about their day, went on about their lives. But those families, you know, don't have a child anymore, be it a son or a daughter who, you know, the son did it because he pledged because his father did it. You know, his, if he has older, older brothers, they did it, you know, grandfather, so on and so forth. You know, being grandfathered in that whole thing. And then same thing for the for the for the young girl who probably did it because her mom and older sister and aunts and grandmas and so on and so forth did it. So, of course, it was only right that she did it. And during the hazing that nobody likes to talk about, the dirty little secret that nobody likes to talk about, something went left. Yeah, something went awry and they ended up losing their lives. So much more that we could be talking about than to be worried about a fictional character in a fictional world in a goddamn TV show. Priorities. Priorities. Get your fucking shit together. And you can take it how you want to, but I'm just saying, because trust me, I look, I live on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> you know, the low end, the hood, the whatever you want, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I've seen plenty of license plates, license plates, Jesus, get your words together, Onyx, plenty of license plates with the AKA on it, and they live in the same fucking apartment complex as me, me and my mama, and I'm just like, huh, the, in my mind, I'm thinking, damn, that shouldn't be, you should be in the suburbs or in one of these townhouses or homes or hell, downtown, the South Loop, West Loop or up north, you should be somewhere else, shouldn't you? Shouldn't you have a good paying job or shit? Maybe I don't know her situation. That's just the situation for the one who lives in my apartment complex. I don't even know her name, so I'm not even trying to put her out there. But again, hell, she could be an inactive member, but I ain't see her on Twitter or on Facebook getting in a hoopla over a fictional character played by an actress in a fictional world on a TV show that is fictional where the character is... A AKA not Amanda Seals. Hell, even Molly had uh, AKA paraphernalia in her apartment that we've seen numerous times. If you pay a close, if you pay close attention to detail. So, again, riddle me this, Batman. What is more important to y'all? Is it the black community or is it the staying at the top of the food chain and being able to look down on everybody else and treat them like crap? Because there's a video surfacing around right now 
of some, it looks like they're in high school, of some white boys and, of course, the one token black kid, uh, the one token black boy dressed in, like, T-shirts that are, you know, a.k.a. colors, the pink and green, and they're doing the walk. The walk that, you, that, the, that the AKAs do to, of course, juveniles back that thing up. And y'all, did, did anybody throw an uproar about that? It's like y'all are literally coming for two black women, Issa and Amanda Seals, you know, a corporation, a network like HBO that really don't give two shits about y'all, truth be told. It's like, yo, look, when y'all came together to get to get that uh, show off VH1 taken off, I appreciated that because it's like, yo, that's what you call power in numbers. And y'all really forced their hand to be like, hey, y'all finna cut this. It Now, granted, it was sad that them sisters on that uh, show about them different sorority members, they literally got kicked out of their organizations. However, it's like, hey, they they just, I don't know what you really want a VH1 to do. Hey, y'all decided to sign up for this and be on a reality show that was about to make a whole mockery of these organizations because you already know y'all was going to be fussing and fighting and cursing, doing a bunch of stupid stuff for attention, which goes to show that, okay, clearly y'all... Yeah, y'all may be members of these organizations, but clearly y'all are part of the bunch that didn't really get help as much. Or if you did, for whatever reason, you know, you feel the need to go on reality TV for about a $1,500 check, you know, because you know damn well off rip you ain't finna get paid bukus of money to maybe the second, third, or fourth season, depending on how long the show was going to run for. But that's now gone because y'all got kicked out. The show got, y'all got kicked out of the organization and the show got taken off the air. So there's that. But again, it's just for me, I just, it it, it bewilders me that this is what it's come to. It's like, yo, there's so much more other stuff going on in this world, y'all. That like, look, again, there are shortages that are about to hit our community. Like, there are shortages that are about to hit our community. Well, uh, everybody in America, but you know that shit is finna hit us the hardest. Laundry detergent, car parts, toiletries, hell, certain foods. It's like, yo, I just, nigga, like, y'all, y'all, uh. Again, I, I am doing my best to be respectful because I do not need y'all coming after me. But even in, 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 even that, it's like, again, the need to come after people. It's like, yo, that is some gang shit. That is some gang shit right there, and that needs to stop. That really needs to stop. You like again holding up a mirror to folks. Niggas don't like, especially niggas do not like being held accountable at all. Trust me, niggas do not like being held accountable. But y'all need to be held accountable because this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Like, are you not embarrassed? Are you not ashamed that this is what y'all really are caring about when it's all this other stuff? That that's going on politically that's that's affecting us and just economically socially politically it's like yo y'all care more about this stuff than y'all do about uh, y'all care more about a fictional tv show and a character than y'all do about us about about the community like yo i just please somebody make that make sense make that make sense for me and everybody around because it's like yo again do y'all not realize that clearly your organization was contacted they were contacted, not you, the individual members. And even there are members who have common sense and logic and are not thinking with their emotions. Shout out to y'all who literally are even saying, hey, y'all, this is not that serious. You know, and on top of that, the character, Tiffany, she didn't 
disrespect the, the letters when she wore them. She wasn't disrespectful in the attire. None of that stuff. People were saying that, hey, she's a good representation. This fictional character is a good representation of our organization. You know, the character's never been ratchet or crazy or wild. Like, y'all really are acting like she did something so disrespectful while wearing that paraphernalia. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't. Oh, and I think it was the, what was it, the Q dogs who they were talking about? Who, whatever the fraternity was that Molly and them was talking about, whether it was the Omegas or the Q dogs, they was talking about one of them who smelled like ass. And again, that organization didn't get upset. So again, priorities need to be restored clearly, and people really need to just, just, just calm it down because this is ridiculous. Y'all, the show literally, it's what, Tuesday when I'm recording, we're recording this segment, um, Tuesday, October 26th, when I'm recording this, the show, the episode literally aired Sunday, October 24th, 2021. And we still, y'all still talking about this. Y'all are dragging us out like 48 hours going on 72 hours later. Like y'all really need to, to, to get offline. Please log out, go on a vacation, you know, care about your kids, check on your children, be involved in their lives, check on your, your parents, your siblings, you know, living family members who are still with you. Hell, go to the graveyard and visit the the family members who are now a part of the ancestors who have, you know, transitioned. Do something because this is ridiculous. Light some sage and just wave it around yourself. Go up and down, round and round. Go into the corners of your home because y'all really got, got so, so upsetting in y'all feelings. Like y'all really just y'all make y'all make this shit easy, y'all really not even just y'all you know the the fraternity folks for you know sorority fraternity folks but just people in general make it so easy to to just point out their flaws nowadays. Well, we've always as humans made that shit easy, but nowadays it's super easy due to social media. Like I just, ooh, girl, I y'all I just I you can't make this shit up. Like y'all really are that pissed. Really? Again, how many of y'all are active members? Hmm? How many of y'all are still paying y'all dues? Because I'm pretty sure if if they were to pull the books, they would they would reveal that a lot of y'all are inactive. And then, hell, as of today, apparently I heard word on the curb on the internet streets, the interwebs, is that some emails got leaked out. But, of course, it got deleted. But, I look, I'm pretty sure somebody screenshotted it because once it's on the Internet, it is there forever. But apparently there was some emails that leaked out. I don't know what exactly the emails were talking about because I had missed it. This was two hours prior because it was like 6 o'clock or something or maybe like 7 o'clock when I had saw uh, somebody mention it on Twitter. And I was just like, oh, damn, well, I don't know what them, them emails said, but I'm pretty sure somebody screenshotted them. But, yeah, whatever them, whatever was in that. I'm pretty sure was related to the fact that, hey, we were contacted, whoop-de-woo, yada, yada, yada. The check was cleared, end of discussion, case closed. Because if y'all want to keep this up, you can, but you're going to look like a goddamn fool. Okay? So, yeah, that just, uh, that, 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 that is that part for entertainment news. You know, that's really a, oh my God, back on my YouTube channel, I used to have these uh, videos called WTF Moments. And this is definitely a qualifiable WTF moment. So, fuck it. We bringing them back. WTF moments are being brought back on the podcast. Because in podcast format. Because this is just one of those, what? Like, this is one of them head-scratching moments where you're just like, what? What? Huh? Who? What is going on? Like, I just... Uh, 
people, we can't make this shit up. Priorities, let's get our shit together. Let's stop with the classism and elitism that is not going to save you when shit hits the fan. And let's really actually give a damn about the black community, uh, both, you know, nation, nationwide and international. You know, national and international, girl, let's give a damn about the black community, can we? Alrighty then. Auntie who? We will be back after these messages. Hey, you guys. So, just to interrupt, a little interruption. So, before we dive into the commercial, we have a little bit of an update about the whole AKA situation with the show Insecure. So, according to the headquarters, a letter that had leaked out onto social media and has now since been deleted, but you know, once something's online, it's on there forever. So, according to them, there was a letter sent out that said uh, that they were made aware of the apparent unauthorized use of their brand in the show Insecure, and they're taking steps to protect their brand. Please allow the corporate office to handle this matter. We have, we all have a duty to protect our brand. You can do your part by refraining from engaging with anyone involved with the show or with anyone, including other Soros on social media about this matter. Thank you for your continued assistance and cooperation. And that's from the executive uh, director. So now it's a matter of, okay, granted, I, I don't apologize for anything that I said in that last segment because, hey, freedom of speech. You know what I'm saying? Let's try not to attack that. Can we, can we, can we stop attacking that? It's enough with Dave Chappelle, but damn, freedom of speech. It still matters, people. Fuck you. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I mean, shit, this is just... I don't know. I mean, shit, the shit is just crazy. What do you guys think? You know, let me know. You know, let me know. Give me feedback. What do you guys think about this whole entire situation? Because the shit is wild to me, yo. This shit is wild. So now they're saying it was unauthorized. So did HBO not contact you guys? Nobody contacted you guys? I mean, damn, that's 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 fucked up. But, you know, it still doesn't take away from the other stuff that I was saying about the elitism and the classism, blah, 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 blah. But NT who? Just a little update, you guys, on the matter. But now it feels like we will never hear the end of this so just uh if you gotta mute insecure for a minute you know do what you need to do um if you need to, you know do what you need to do if you need to mute it on twitter so that you don't see it if you need to i don't know just uh, yeah this is gonna be something and that's all i'm gonna say so yep 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 wow Alright, well, look, I ain't got much else. I'm just gonna keep it a buck with y'all. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I ain't got much else. It's just, hey, that was the update. Yeah, we ain't never gonna hit the end of this shit. Oh, I'm so tired. So, so, so tired. Ugh, I'm so tired. Uh, where my damn twizzles at, child? Okay. I'm pretty sure most of you are familiar with the line from the Notorious B.I.G. Black and ugly as ever, however... So I'm here to tell you about Black and Ugly, a clothing line where the phrase itself is an oxymoron and it is not everything that you think. Rather, it's everything you think it's not. 
Here at Black and Ugly, you are going to find unique pieces of clothing from hats to hoodies to sweatpants to camouflage pants to backpacks to little pins that you can put on your backpack as well as your clothing down to jackets, hockey shirts, so on and so forth. And mind you, this is not your typical average wear. No, this is wearable art created by a black woman for for the people by the people. This is like FUBU 2.0. Black and ugly. It's everything that you think it's not. Be sure to head on over there and let them know that the Royal Hour Printonics sent you. Ow. Hello and welcome back. All right. So it's official. I definitely love you guys. So I was really torn in between doing a... <laughs> doing a, another episode or making this kind of like a bonus segment if you will but anyway screw it we're here now let's go ahead and dive right in so when did the act of courting die in terms of dating you know when you would really get to take your time with a person and you wouldn't rush to know what they look like without their clothes on or you wouldn't rush to know what they looked like you know, yeah you wouldn't rush to you wouldn't just rush to the sex or it would be a build-up or you wouldn't like just automatically off rip just want to know oh, what does their mouth feel like and what is you know what does their hole feel like and, oh what does their dick feel like what does the dick look like what does the vagina look like pussy look like whatever like you wouldn't just rush and I, I know it may sound crazy for me to say this, and I don't give a damn what anybody got to say, because it's like, child, look, this is my experience and the experience of many others, because, like, I have friends, a few, that are in committed relationships, and I'm talking serious relationships, and even, you know, I know some friends who are even married, and I'm so glad that I no longer am envious because i used to be god damn i used to be so it used to be wild back in the day like i would go to the movies right this is when i was a teenager we'll go to the movies and of course back then i was in the closet to my to my parents but my friends knew but anyway let's say i go to the movies by myself and i see some couples you know what i'm saying they don't even got to be valentine's day or sweetest day or whatever it's just you know couples doing couple shit you know like going to the movies and while I'm watching the movie, I would like Loki be looking, you know, not not looking like, you know, staring at them hard, but, you know, just like shit, really, to be honest with you, aside from looking at who who all is in the movie theater, shit, I'm making sure the area is safe because you just never know. Shit, this is before, you know, that shooting happened in, uh, where was it, Arizona? It was before that shit, it was always just be like something Emmy would just be like, look to your left, look to your right, look down, look behind you, you know, he'll look who's look at who's a couple of seats down, to your left, to your right, again, just like canvas the scene. But you know, you would see a couple and you know, you're just like, damn, I wish that was me. I wish I had that. That would be the type of vibe that, we, that, I, that I was given. Like, it's like, damn, I just wish I had that. Like, you know, while still just enjoying the movie. And so it really got to a point where, like, I was at a point envious of my friends. It wasn't even just, je like, it was jealousy. Yeah, like, you know, again, jealous as if, like, jealous to the point where it's like, damn, okay, I got to step my game up. I got to da-da-da-da-da, you know, whatever, whatever. But it was more so, like, envious of them because it's like, damn, I really wish that I had that. 
Not that I want to interrupt what they got going on, because hell, majority of my friends are straight. <laughs> so it wouldn't it wouldn't be a situation like, oh, I want that nigga that you with, bitch. No, it's never that. It would just be damn like fuck, I'm really envious of you as my friend because it seems like you have it easier than me. You know, from them being heterosexual, me being homosexual, it's like, damn, y'all niggas got it easier than me and that's fucked up. So, and me just knowing the, just knowing the nuances and the connotations and and everything that, that comes with, you know, being black and gay and in America and, you know, on top of that, you know, living your life living versus existing trying to live your life but you also want to experience that part of life you know the romantic side that we're going steady we're you know getting to know each other like you know okay here's the thing if we do have sex off rip okay fine but let's not let that be what the relationship is built on let let it be built on a more solid foundation because building a relationship based off sex is doomed to fail you know what i'm saying a lot of see here's the thing a lot of y'all think that it's not but you got to really review your hi- history and everybody's different let me let me be let me just be upfront with it. everybody's different you know you know what i'm saying like everybody's different there are people who they have sex on the first date or first couple of dates and they are in long lasting relationships and i'm proud of that congratulations but then there are those who do it all the time every time they meet somebody new just off rip gotta fuck them and then wonder why the person don't want shit to do with them you know days or weeks or months down the line because it's like okay you didn't gave it up a but you also gave it all the way and just pulled out you put out all the stops so you put out all the stops so it's like what is what am i looking forward to when it comes to us having sex because it's going to be the same shit as you did the first time the second time the third time the fourth time the fifth time it's about to be the same shit over and over again that that's what i got to look forward to nothing new because you didn't reveal you just showed your hand and if like it like it's fucking spades or uno or some shit you didn't fucking showed your hand and now i have really nothing to look forward to you gotta spice that shit up you gotta spice that shit up you know what i'm saying so i just uh, for me I wonder when when did courting die? But then again, for a lot of us, you know, as black gay men, um, shit is a lot of us never really shit. I can say for me, I wasn't out in high school, and you know, again, not to my parents, but my friends knew. And not a day goes by because I'm 26 now, but not a day goes by where I don't think about like, damn, what if I was out during high school? You know what I'm saying? And would I have been able, would I have bypassed all the bullshit that I've been experiencing in my 20s because I would have already knew how to pick up on the signs of when a nigga trying to run a game on you or when a nigga is DL or when a nigga is on some discreet shit or when a nigga is this or when a guy is this, would I have been able to pick up on that shit early on and would my experience in my 20s be different? Because I really, I'm at a point now um, especially after the, again, the, you know, the situation with Tevin, for those who've been listening since the first episode, <laughs> I'm at a point now where I'm really willing to even let go of my long-term on-again, off-again friends with benefits, because I'll be damned if I'm, if I wake up one day in my 30s, and I'm some nigga, and I'm, and it's still the same shit, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm practically a nigga's permanent booty call, it's like, look, you and me know that we're not the one for each other, yeah, the sex is, fuck it, the sex is average at best, 
fuck it, I'll be honest, the sex is average at best. Like, the niggas who I have even have remotely good sex with, you know, they are now long gone. We've parted ways. And so with this guy in particular, the long, long-term on-again-off-again friends with benefits, the fuck buddy, it's very subpar. It's like I do all the work to prepare, and nigga, again, I granted the last session, the nigga, you know, he, he put it on. As I said in the end of pilot episode, I believe, he put it down the last session, but it's like, damn, it took all these different conversations and me getting upset and so frustrated because I was so afraid to voice my opinion. I was so afraid to stand the fuck up for myself, and I thought, you know what, I might as well just take it because this is the closest thing to attention that I'm going to get. But now that I'm stepping into my power, now that I'm stepping into my potential, I realize that I can no longer just take mediocre average shit because I'm not an average prince. I'm not an average nigga. I'm not an average person. You know what I'm saying? I'm extraordinary. I'm intelligent. I am I'm that bitch. I'm that nigga. I'm that prince. I'm that king. I'm whatever the fuck I want to be. It's like I'm done dealing with motherfuckers who just are, 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 again, they're, they're just existing. They're not even living. They're not even living. It's like, yo, or, or, or they don't even, even have, they don't even have the fucking thrill or the drive to live. They would just rather exist because to exist is a safe space. It's the safe zone. But when you're living, when you're living, you're just like, you're out there. You're just, you're making it do what the fuck you're doing. You just don't give a fuck. You don't. You just get, you, you are just, you know, you ain't got time for bullshit. And you can see bullshit from a mile away. You just, you, again, just like your ancestors and spirit guides and God and the universe can see the forest from the trees. They can see the danger ahead. You end up realizing that you can see that shit too. And you're just like, huh. Yeah, this ain't gonna work out. Mm, or mm, this gonna be a fun time for tonight. And you just uh, you just move so different. You feel what I'm saying? Like you just move so fucking different. You move so different. And man, you just move so different. So when you just realize that, you're just like, fuck all this shit. You know, and, and then you have to come to the realization as I did that you know what, alright. I'm willing to let go of this nigga. But I'm also not finna go reach out to niggas who I used to talk to just because we follow each other on Instagram or we still connected on Facebook. Or if I still have your number, you know, and I text you, oh, hey, what's up? Da-da-da-da-da, what you doing? And I know what it's hidden for. I know what it's given. I'm not about to, you know, turn around and go backwards. No, we're going forward. So, yeah, it's just like, but I just really want to know, like, damn when did courting the act of courting die like yo let's go on a few dates you know let's wait to do the netflix and chill now i can see if we both ain't really got no money like that or it's the first couple of weeks of the month you know paid them you know you didn't pay your bills this that and the third and you're just like hey look i do want to kick it with you and see and even with that it's like we got to get to a point where we can just kick it instead of us just doing that shit off rip like let's go out somewhere let's grab some smooth if it's the summertime the weather's nice let's grab some smoothies head over to the lakefront let's walk and talk and you know listen to music hold hands kiss chill you know hell bring out the fucking picnic basket tablecloth whatever the fuck you know what i'm saying like let's really be out and about and experience life and live and then if then you know okay now the fall and winter 
because cuffing season that shit is man-made so fuck all that shit but it's like it's you know it's the fall it's the winter you know the weather's getting a little cooler all right let's say that we've been going steady since march my nigga and of course it was still winterish spring was you know trying to roll around weather got good all right we going out and about and you know now it's the fall all right cool that's all right yeah let's stay in let's order takeout or hell let's cook for each other or i'll cook to this time you cook next time whatever whatever let's watch a movie let's watch a tv show or hell let's read books together in silence or let's listen to music have a jam party dance with each other let's just do creative shit at home but even with that again being at home whether it's me at your place you're at my place because honestly the more and more i think about it Ooh, living together that is another step that you gotta really like it's gonna take time for you to really get comfortable on that aspect at least for me but you know again that has to be like we living together nigga that means the foundation is solid solid it don't mean that it's you know fucking rainbows and smiles and lollipops and gun drop gum drops all the damn time but that means that goddamn it nigga we got a good fucking solid foundation meaning that you done met my friends they are used to seeing you or hearing about you you know what i'm saying and hell if they ask how i'm doing they ask about how you're doing as well shit like that you you feel me so you know it's just um yeah when again getting to hanging out at each other's places that has to be a built-up there has to be a build-up and you know you got to trust that person and they trust you and it just has to be there just has to be steps involved, you know? Like, I don't know, because I don't know. I feel like motherfuckers, and I don't give a damn. I keep saying that because, like, yo, I really don't for anybody who really thinks I does. <laughs> I really think I do. It's not me being a prude. It's just me saying, hey, like, can we cool it on just trying to see what each other look like without clothes off and try to feel on each other and feel each other's insides? And can we just, like can we chill i mean hell even if it's just okay let's say the first time we hang out at each other's places we're just hanging out you know in our drawers t-shirt or shirtless with just our drawers or even butt ass naked if you're comfortable with that again it's that that has to come with time not just off rip and i just i just wish i knew when the act of courting died like maybe i'm too old school because that's just you know again i was born in 95 and i just you know growing up i would you know see how they did it or how it was taught rather in you know movies and tv shows because and i really never saw it too much now that i can not now that i can think about it i never really saw it too too much in my personal life it was just kind of like okay i like you i like you too let's just start dating and maybe you know shit i don't know because i really wasn't paying too much attention to my friends like the aspects of their relationship i would just see them with somebody and be like damn that looks like a good relationship even though they would end up breaking up with the motherfucker again we was kids so you know teenage love don't really last as long unless it's a really solid foundation that's another conversation but you know which happens too when you're in your teens so shout out to y'all who have been together since high school you know or college you know shout out to y'all but yeah it's just for me from my perspective you know from my perspective things have just been different things have been different it's been a tough road in the dating life it's been a dark road if you will just and i'm saying i say dark to just say that like 
there have been points of hopelessness, which is why I no longer use the title or term hopeless romantic. It's more so of hopeful romantic, because when you're hopeless, that leaves room for you to be reckless as well. When you're hopeless, that means that you'll settle for any and everything just to say that you got somebody. But when you're hopeful, it just helps to add more power to the fact that, all right, yes, I have standards. If they are too high for you, then you're not the one. And if they intimidate you, but you're not mature enough to have a conversation about that. Or if here's the thing for me, I, I would, can't even recall if I really like put my standards out there on dating apps. I just let people know off real pay. I'm not into the hookup shit. Let's actually get to know each other. Let's go on dates, yada, yada, yada. And once we start communicating and talking off the app, we exchange numbers and we're either texting or we're FaceTiming or whatever. Then, yeah, let's talk about standards. Let's talk about levels of communication. Let's talk about things that really matter so that we, we at least get a good sense of each other. If you're the type of guy that doesn't like to have, you know, damn near 50, 11, damn mess, 50, 11 messages every damn day, let me know that so that I'm not blowing you up constantly. If you prefer phone calls or video calls over texting, let me know that as well. Let me know how often you want to talk. Do you want to talk every day, every other day? You know, how often do you want to engage with me? Because I never want to make it seem like I'm smothering you, nor do I want to make it seem like I'm clingy, like I'm clinging on to you for dear life. No, nah, nigga, this ain't that. This is me just simply being like, hey, hey there. Hey, hey, just checking in on you. You good? How's your day? How's it? How's things going? You know what I'm saying? Like people just. Uh, God, I hate this word sometimes because, you know, white supremacy definitely plays a role in it when it comes to us and how we view each other. You know, white, white supremacy by way of homophobia, which then has infected the black community to where we treat those of, we treat the uh, black gay and queer and trans folks like abominations or like a dirty secret and and just you know treat them like you know we get treated like such trash unfortunately and it's fucked up you know because in ancient african cultures the homosexuals the gays the trans the queers the two-spirited people the non-binary folks the gender non-conforming folks were revered they were fucking revered and 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 it's clearly because they acknowledged and saw the power in 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 those individuals and it was something about them that was just like yo you are unique in the sense where it's like you have such great power and just confidence because it takes a lot of confidence to be out and proud when you are black and queer when you're black and gay when you are a when you are black and a lesbian when you are black and a bisexual man or woman when you are black and trans it takes such a level of confidence to to, to just walk openly and freely and not give a damn what anybody thinks or says you know and you are you and it's not to say that you are like invincible because hell we all are humans and we have feelings but you have it down to a science where you're like, you know what, even when I'm having a bad day, you will never know that because I'm not going to give you that power to then, you know, hey, you give somebody an inch, they'll take a mile. And, you know, you thinking that, oh, I can just insult this person and they'll they'll cry and want to go off themselves. It's like, no, nah, hey, look, I'm, I'm built. I'm built tougher. I'm built tougher to exist and to survive and live 
and thrive in an existing world that would rather me to would rather me not exist and would rather me be dead and gone. You feel me? Like I I walk with a sense of pride because I know who I am. I'm not hiding in the closet still while it's pretending to be something that I'm not just to make everybody else around me comfortable because deep down inside they know something's up with me no matter how many girlfriends that I've had on again off again they you know what I'm saying like like nigga they know something's up with you for the DL niggas out there they, your family knows something is up with you the failed relationships or hell they can even tell when a girl is just really pretending to to uh, be your girlfriend just because you know hey whatever your situation is shit she's your friend or whatever the case is or some bitch that you didn't like you know paid a couple of dollars to whatever the case is just <laughs> like yo your family could tell they just want you to accept yourself but then once you accept yourself then they start ridiculing you or you could be in a family that actually just don't give a fuck but just wants you to be honest with yourself but you never know it because society has taught us that oh being gay is bad being trans is bad being anything outside of heterosexual is bad and so when you step outside of the norm you know yeah it makes sense why our relationships from a black you know queer and gay and bi and pan and whatever other case male perspective the relationships are so fucked up and they don't last long is because we're literally fighting each other we're fighting ourselves we're fighting each other while trying to love on each other you know what i'm saying like I, for me again as i said earlier the majority of my friends are straight the the very few queer friends that i had either at one point we were trying to get with each other romantically and it didn't work so we opted for friendship or we have crossed the how are you gonna say cross the line but we have fuck it we have crossed the line into the realm of sex so yeah we're friends but we've seen each other in exposed states where we're bearing not just our physical bodies but our soul our everything you know what i'm saying like and again i know a lot of you idiots not my audience but a lot of you idiot haters out there and you morons don't understand the power that comes with sex and i'll save that for another i'll save that for another day but there's such power that comes with sex which is why you must be careful with who you choose to lay down with because not everybody you can't just be fucking out here be selective be choosy like don't just be giving it up to every fucking body like a fucking free-for-all because then when you lay down with that one person who really might want to be with you they can feel all these other energies that are still holding on to you or are trying to like take take hold of you like take hot like a spiritual hijacking if you will but you know it's just like ah just we uh it makes sense why our relationships are so fucked up though but again like you know with my friends who are who are gay who are queer you know we've crossed that line of that path the energy still feels awkward sometimes like the energy still feels awkward because you're just like okay how can i let you know this without really hurting your feelings that i'm not really into you like that this was just a sexual outlet for the time being you're better we are better off as friends but if we're friends can we really be friends without you trying to see what i look like without clothes on again can we really be friends without you sending me pictures and videos ever so often you know can we be friends without you 
shit, fuck it. Damn it, making it seem like the pressure is on for us to have sex every time we engage with each other. Can you can you control your hormones enough to maintain a friendship? Because I know like a lot of people would be like, oh, well, you know, we we as humans, we're prone to being sexual beings. Okay, yeah, but is that our fucking excuse to not have friendships and have stable, healthy relationships that are not just built on on sex due to fucking hypersexuality, which is oftentimes linked to trauma that somebody may have fucking experienced? Can we be friends? Can we can can we be friends or you know without the need to try to fuck each other every twenty every time we see each other or talk to each other? I'm sorry, but like fuck that. It's like no, I don't want to fuck you. I want to just simply be friends. Yes, we may have fooled around in the past. That shit is dead now. Control yourself. This ain't that. Because if you don't, if you can't control yourself, guess what? We're not going to be friends. That's how I would see it. That's how I review it. It's like, yo, if you can't control yourself, we need not be friends. Because then you, then, then you run the risk of having that person potentially sabotage any and every relationship that you're, that you're in. Because guess what? They want to be with you. They want to be the one that you give all that attention to. They want to to consume you so much in a way that's very toxic and very cannibalistic from a spiritual, esoteric, metaphysical, mental, emotional, you know, spiritual and almost physical level. And you're like, eh, I don't want that. I don't want that. But again, because they they think that they think that that's how they have to have you in their life. That it's like, yo, you will be willing to to screw up something good that I got going on because we're not smashing. Like, yo, would you even outside of the sex, could I stand to be around you? And that's another thing, too. Sexual chemistry and, you know, intimacy aside, can I stand to be around you outside of sex? Because if I can't stand to be around you or vice versa, you can't stand to be around me. We need not be together. It's plain and simple, don't you see? We we need not be together if we can't stand to be around one another. That that's asinine. That's stupid. That's dangerous. Hell, it was dangerous to even have sex because who's the? It's just like shit like that. I think about like yo, it's dangerous to like not want to be around somebody who you just bared your soul with and just did a soul exchange, soul ties. Even for you fuckers who don't believe in soul ties, but they fucking exist. And, you know, it's like, yo, I can't even stand to watch. I can't even watch anything on Netflix or Hulu or Shudder or YouTube or play some music around you without wishing that you would get the fuck out of my apartment, out the fuck, out the fuck out of my condo, the fuck out of my house, out of my space, you know? And that's why, again, going back to the long-term on and off-again friends with benefits, I'm willing to cut things off with him because it's like, yo, it's, it, it seems as if all it is is sex and, uh, again, not even good sex average if that and i have to damn near keep reminding you not to come so fast or i have to keep fucking reminding you not to i have to keep reminding you of shit that i shouldn't have to fucking remind you of that you should know by now we've been in each other's life for the past few years since 2018 nigga damn and it's like i still have to keep and i still have to keep listening to you talk about oh well oh you're just so tight and it's just so good nigga stamina stamina like i said in the first fucking episode stamina jesus christ like anybody finna keep getting getting prepared just for fucking seven minutes now i ain't saying you gotta fuck me for like hours on end but it's like damn can i get at least a good 30 minutes here 
30 minutes for round two. You know, so like, God damn, can I get more than one round? Maybe three at the max, two and a half. Fuck. Ugh. Anyway, can somebody just tell me, though, when did the act of courting die? And what will it take for that to come back for you to really take somebody out? You're getting to know them. You're just y'all are taking each other. You're, you're taking time with each other. You're spending time with each other. You're investing time with each other. But more, most importantly, you're in the moment with each other. You're in the same frequency wave, the same vibration, the same connection. Because to be attached to somebody, you can also be detached from somebody. Detached, you know what I'm saying? Unattached. But to have a connection and to know that, yo, no matter near or far, no matter where you are in life and where I am in life, we still got that connection. You know, we still got that connection and it's like, yo, if it's going to take some time for you to figure your shit out and for me to get where I need to be, that's cool. But we still got it's like you almost have like an unspoken, unspoken rule between each other. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just court, like the act of courting to help you with going into dating exclusively. And then from there, you're building and just, you know, you just build. You're building up to a relationship you're building the foundation for what you want what you both want the relationship to look like and you're taking your time with it you're not in a rush because unlike all the other failed attempts there's no need to rush this one because this is the final the final step the final leap of faith the final lap around of the fucking track meet that is gay dating for black queer and gay men you know what i'm saying like uh, I just, mm, I know I'm preaching to the choir, child. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but just God damn it. You know, just when did the act of courting die, y'all? Can somebody tell me, please? Can somebody tell me? I just, oof. Oh, baby. Well, 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 well. Child, look, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. I love y'all so much. I decided to add this, add this segment in here. <laughs> Sorry, get your words together, Onyx. I decided to add this segment in here versus doing a whole separate episode. But I pray you guys enjoy this once again. I'm going to hit you guys with the new outro in just a second. But yeah, just let me know what you guys think. Seriously, when did the act of courting die? You know what I'm saying? And it, and, it, and I know it isn't just for me as a black gay man, but for my black women out there, just for, for anybody who still believes in love, still believes in you know, whether it be monogamy or polyamory or, you know, uh, non-monogamy, like, and but you want to, you want to, you want companionship because again, you're already complete. So you don't need nobody else to complete you. You want someone who compliments you as you compliment them. It's a companionship. You don't want to settle down because settling down is another form of settling. You simply want to be comfortable in love. You don't want to feel uncomfortable you don't want to feel unsafe you don't want to feel unloved you feel me you don't want to feel unappreciated you know so just let me know like when did you go when do you guys think the act of courting died because i feel like it did a few years ago shit or maybe within the last decade i don't know but it's just like shit is just so different now it's so fucking wild like dating really fucking sucks but you know what you keep the hope alive but you be sure to work on yourself first. Pour back into yourself 
and recharge yourself before you go back out into the dating pool. If you've just got out of a situationship or you've gotten ghosted like I have, or you know, you've gotten out of a relationship, take time to yourself. Love on you before you set foot back out into the fucking cesspool swamp that is dating in 2021. But anyway, guys, I'm going to go ahead and hit y'all with that intro, and I'll be back in just a second. Peace. Alrighty, folks. Well, that is all for today's show. I want to thank you guys once again for tuning in with me, your good guy here, Prince Onyx, here at the Royal Hour Podcast, where we just talk about it all. And, you know, I talk shit with y'all. You know, we talk shit together. We end this together. Do you feel me? Okay, you and me must never part. <laughs> but no, in all honesty, thank you guys for just listening to today's episode. And let me know if any of these topics really resonated with you all you know again i'm using myself as an example because i truly believe that you just never know whose story like you just never know how your story can affect and reach out to other people and let them know that they are not alone in this you know large world even though it's, honestly it's a small world when you really think about it but for real though real talk though let me know what you guys think also be sure to check out black and ugly it's everything that you think it's not a proud black owned black woman owned business out in new york uh by a beautiful dope sister doferia uh tell her that prince onyx sent you and yeah i mean that's pretty much about it for today's episode i will see you guys in the next one peace out peace love happiness tranquility stillness and all that good shit all right y'all peace out and <laughs>